Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast, episode 33. Booyah! Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast, episode 33. This is Travis. Hey, this is Dan. Dan, um, what's new on the RunFit365.com site? I just jumped on there. <laughs> Let's just jump right into this thing. Yeah, there's there's no uh, no avoiding the podcast today. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, we got some cool things going on, constantly uh, challenging ourselves. And uh, we put out a, a running store, so at the top of the site, the navigation pane, uh, there's now a link called Running Store, and if you click on there, there's not a ton of stuff yet, but we're still trying to integrate that. But yeah, we're trying to get some products in there that people can go in there and, and find and purchase through your Amazon account. We think it's pretty cool. You're like a genius. You like did this in like one day. Yeah, something. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's not genius at all. It's anybody who has a site, I'm sure, could figure this out. Yeah. It's really sharp, though. You guys should check it out if you're interested in anything um, and everything running. Um, we'll keep this updated and keep it refreshed. And, you know, people occasionally will say, well, you know, how can we give back or help runfit365.com? Um, this is a really simple way. Um, you know, if you're getting ready to buy a new running shoe or watch, um, check out this store and, um you know, a, a little proceed will be donated back to RunFit365, and um, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's and we've called it the Everything Running Store, and I think the vision is literally anything you would ever need for running would be here. So it's one-stop shop. Um, again, through your Amazon account, I mean, what can't you not, you know, there's nothing you can't get through Amazon. So um, the idea is just one-stop shop, so. Yeah. Well, sorry to throw you right on the on the spot with that, Dan. But you know how we roll on this podcast. Yeah, you can never no stop us. Yeah, you can never expect anything. Um, <laughs> so cool. Well, thanks for walking us through that. Um, check it out, RunFit365.com Running Store. Um, but today's podcast is about metabolism, mm -hmm. and um, it's something that I wish I had a little bit more of, or increased metabolism. Right, that's a good thing. Um, well, I don't know. Some people have an increased metabolism and, and wish they could bulk up a bit. So, yeah. you know, grass is always greener. Um, I wish yeah. I had that problem. <laughs> well, we all, most of us do. <laughs> yeah. the other, the, us that have the opposite problem, wish we had that other problem, you know. Yeah. So how many tips have you put together? You've been spending hours on research for this topic. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have 17 or 18 sort of things to, to make sure you're doing to either optimize or rev up your metabolism. I'm going to talk a little bit about metabolism, kind of what it is. I think a lot of people don't, and, and I am by no means an expert in this topic, but I find it an interesting topic to understand. Uh, I think it's, it's good to understand what's going on in your body that makes up your metabolism. Talk about things that affect your metabolism and, of course, those 17 or 18 tips. So Nice. Good stuff. So is it probably a really dumb question or a silly question? You'll probably answer it, but can, can you 
can you really influence your own metabolism? Oh, definitely. Perfect. You absolutely can. And that's kind of, you know, it's funny. I haven't gotten any um, suggestions lately on podcast material. So I'm sitting there thinking about what I would want to hear. And, and this is top on my mind right now just because, you know, got back from vacation, um, had some friends over for uh, dinner over the weekend and ate all kinds of things. And I thought, you know, this wouldn't be a problem if I had a high metabolism. So just was on top of my mind and uh, thought other people might want to know some information about it. So let's go ahead and jump back in. And um, basically your metabolism, I mean, I think a lot of people hear the word metabolism and they just think it's, it's uh, how many calories you burn in a day. And I think that's kind of true. That's sort of the, the result of it. But really, your metabolism is the balance of your energy um, release and usage. There's really two sides of it. There's what's called catabolism, which is the breaking down and use of um, things like carbohydrates, fats, proteins. So that's the breaking down. And then there's the anabolism, which is the building up or storage of um of things so like amino acids into tissue or muscles so you're actually using um, those energies um, so if, you know for example going back to the catabolism side you eat carbohydrates uh, that's broken down into various components a lot of chemical reactions there hormone usage and the end result of that is you give yourself energy same thing with fat um, you break down protein so you eat Let's, let's say you eat some chicken. Um, that protein in the chicken breaks down into amino acids. And those amino acids can be lighter used for the anabolism side. It's hard just to say. Just try to find the biggest words like in the dictionary <laughs> and just try to get it in our podcast. Yeah, and I was just thinking about this. We need to do these earlier in the day. <laughs> we're bo- we're both long, do- yeah, <laughs> we're both dozing off here. So, listeners, yeah. if, if we lose it in episode thirty-three, please accept our apologies. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? This might be blown away by accident, anyways. Um, so, the anabolism side, um, you are using those amino acids to build tissue. So, there's really. This, the sum, sum difference is what makes up your total metabolism, and um, it's really important to keep in balance. So why is it important? Well, if you don't keep it in balance, you're going to put yourself at risk for metabolic disease such as like diabetes. Um, we obviously want to keep that from happening, so making sure we're doing the right things will keep us healthy longer. So health is a, is a very important factor there. Uh, but then what most of us are going for is keeping it in check and making sure that um, you're on the right um, side of that uh, equation is essentially results in weight loss and so or, or keeping and maintaining your ideal weight. And of course, your ideal weight or less weight equals free speed. In fact, probably one of the biggest factors in speed, if you um, aren't your ideal weight and you lose weight, that's the, the biggest, um, the biggest uh, free speed you can give yourself. So a couple good and important reasons to, to keep an eye on this. Um, but there's a lot of things that affect metabol- that your metabolism. Um, things that we can't change, things that we can change. So 
this week is my birthday, and one of the big uh, things affecting your metabolism is age. And unfortunately, that's not something we can change. And uh, we know that as we get older, our muscle mass changes, our hormone balance changes, and so our, our metabolism changes, and it usually goes down so that you know, so as you get older, you get that pot belly that won't go away, and you have to work harder and harder to, to get rid of the, the fat. So unfortunately, it's one you can't change. Um, but speaking of muscle mass, that is one you can change. If we do strength training, we can build muscle mass, and muscle, the more muscle you have, the more energy is required um, to to run your body. So more energy equals more calories burned. That's a good thing. Um, and then just how big you are. What's your mass? A bigger mass, if you have a, a, a six-foot um, person versus a five-foot person, um, and, and also depends on, on how much they weigh as well, and just sort of those factors. Uh, the bigger you are, the more energy you require as well. So that's why a lot of times um, bigger people can go in and eat a bunch of food and they remain the same weight, whereas a smaller person eating the same amount of food would start to gain weight. Um, your gender also plays a factor, and unfortunately, um, my wife reminds me all the time that it's no fair that <laughs> I can lose weight or I can burn more calories just because I'm a guy. And that it, It's absolutely true. It's not fair. But unfortunately, it's one of those things we can't change. It's just a, a factor there. Uh, your genet genetics play a role. Your activity level, you know, how much you do throughout the day. If you're a, a sedentary office worker, um, your activity level is low, so you won't burn as many calories as, say, um, you know, somebody, uh, you know, digging holes or, you know, mowing grass or something that their activity is higher throughout the day. Your hor hormone balance, your... Uh, environment, so for example, hot and cold environments, especially in the extremes, your body's working a little harder, so your, um, your, your metabolism's different in those environments, and of, of course your diet as well affects your metabolism. So lots of factors that tie into the end result of your metabolism, but let's talk about some things that you can do to optimize it and rev it up if, if you're one of the people like me that wants to put it in your favor to lose some weight, um, kind of our, our, you know, objective as athletes and just regular good people. So anything, any questions? I kind of went through the, the what it is quickly. Um, anything I can clarify before we move forward? No, I thought those were really good categories. I mean, you know, can you talk more about diet though? Is there some things that you can eat? Cause I've heard like you know, a, a diet high in um, omega-3 fish kind of mm -hmm. kind of helps with some of that. I don't want to get you off track, but um, I know one of my weaknesses is, you know, the exercise piece is, you know, fine and dandy. Um, some people say they exercise so they can eat whatever, you know, they yeah. want, and, and I fall in that category. But I know that um, there's food um, that can help with this whole metabolism thing that, um, that I'm just not maximizing or optimizing. And I've heard, you know, fish and fatty omega-3s help with that. Yes, very true. And, uh, actually it's on my list to talk about. So good segue. Perfect. Um, actually I was just looking at my list. I missed a couple interesting 
couple important ones. Um, so let's talk through my list of, of things, which includes a lot of those uh, different kind of food options. I put on here, <coughs> this isn't in any particular order, um, but maybe really high on the list is good sleep. I, I, this one is pretty key in that it, it influences you in many different ways, but it also impacts your metabolism. So, of course, good sleep, not only just the quality of the sleep, but your duration of sleep. It would be great if we could all get eight or nine hours a, a night. And I think a lot of people are probably giggling right now because it doesn't happen for a lot of us. But um, there's a lot of evidence out there that suggests that um, people that get less hours of sleep a night are impacted in many ways, but, um, you know, from a recovery perspective as an athlete, but also from a metabolism perspective. In fact, they found studies galore. Um, one study showed that after four nights of um, just sleeping four to five hours, uh, basically called, caused your fat cells to be less sensitive to insulin, um, changed your whole metabolics uh, across the board. It, it really is associated with diabetes and obesity. Uh, after that four-night um, stay of, of four to five hours of sleep, uh, they basically said that the, the fast cells acted as if they were 20 years older. So if you're a 20-year-old person and you, you get four to five hours of sleep, your cells are acting like they're, you're a 40-year-old person. Uh, so we can't underestimate the, the importance of sleep. And <laughs> when I was doing research last night, uh, way too late and not getting enough sleep, I thought to myself, <laughs> this is exactly what I shouldn't be doing. Um, but, did you, did uh, you get your four hours? <laughs> I got about five hours. So, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, all this leads to um, you know poor quality sleep or not enough sleep does lead to weight gain. It leads to uh, inefficiencies from a metabolic perspective, um, and it puts you at risk for obesity. And in fact, it, it increases your um, your hunger late at night, so you're, you're more bound to eat things. So just all around a bad thing if you can avoid it. Unfortunately, some of us can't always avoid it. Um, one thing that for me, I know if I drink caffeine too late in the day, then I'm, you know, I feel tired, but I can't go to sleep. So, you know, know, know your, your own body, know how you can and can't tolerate things. Uh, and then make the smart decision. And, you know, I love coffee, but I just need to stop drinking in afternoon or else I, uh, you know, pay for it later. So that's a big one, good quality sleep and, and the right number of hours. Um, a good breakfast, some of these things you're going to listen to and you say, yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, and, and a lot of people say start off the day with, with food and a good breakfast, and that's absolutely true. A lot of people skip breakfast, and that's kind of a bad idea for your metabolism because uh, starting, you know, you've you basically gone all night without eating anything, and your metabolism has started to slow down and, and maybe even a screeching halt by the time you wake up. So when you wake up, uh, it's a good idea to eat a good quality breakfast to really kick off your metabolism, and, and it really sets the pace for the day. Um, and, you know, there's lots of good options for that oatmeal combined with with some protein so I really like eating um, oatmeal with some dates and some walnuts uh, you could have some yogurt and fruit um, you can have some some eggs 
So, you know, whatever you like in the morning, Pop-Tarts probably not a good option. It's, you know, it'll give you calories, but it's not exactly the, the best quality of food and probably is not going to kick off your metabolism as you would like it. But think good quality stuff, stuff that's, uh, you know, wholesome, full of fiber. Fiber helps you um, stay full throughout the day. Uh, just just focus on a good breakfast to kick off your day. Um, another thing is don't skip meals. Uh, skipping meals is like um, basically between the you know it adversely affects your metabolism. It basically your body feels like you're going into a state of famine, and when it does that, its automatic response is oop everything I everything I eat I need to keep because. Um, you know, way back in the caveman days, we didn't know when we'd be able to eat, could go days without eating. And so our body's uh, natural reaction is stored up as long as you can so we can use it later. So, you know, if you eat a, a, a decent breakfast and then you skip lunch and then you're really hungry for dinner and overdo it, such as I do sometimes, uh, your body's already in that famine mode. And then everything you eat is, you know, whatever it doesn't use, it tries to store uh, that, of course, leads to fat um, and high blood sugar as well. So it's really important not to skip meals whenever you can. Of course, you know, busy office life or something, it's hard to do that sometimes. But that's why it's really important to plan ahead and, uh, you know, pack your lunch if you can, um, pack snacks, that sort of thing. Uh, speaking of snacks, it's also a really good idea, this is no secret, to eat several smaller meals throughout the day than um, a few larger meals. Uh, the reason is you can keep your glucose levels more stable. Really what happens is if you have a glucose level that, you know, let's say you uh, ate breakfast, your, your blood sugar is going to go up, it's going to, uh, your body's going to utilize that energy that you just basically ate and digested, and then over time it's going to go down. And then um, lunchtime, you know, same thing, goes up. You see this sort of waveform, kind of up and down and up and down. And depending on what you eat, um, you know, if you eat a lot of carbohydrates or something pretty sweet, it can go, it can kind of spike. And when it spikes, at some point your pancreas is going to say, you know what, uh, blood sugar is too high. And it releases insulin, which then, um, the good thing about insulin is it brings the blood sugar down to a normal level. But anything that is left over, every, everything that it gets, it you know that it's trying to get rid of in your bloodstream gets stored as fat. So, you know, keeping smaller meals throughout the day keeps your blood sugar uh, very stable, um, as well as you know, don't eat a bunch of sweet stuff. Try to try to keep the the food more quality. Uh, so a lot of times what that looks like is a decent-sized breakfast, a snack a few hours later, and then lunch, a decent-sized lunch a few hours later, um, another snack, dinner, and then another snack. So every few hours you're getting something in, um, generally speaking, um, mixing it up. So here's the next, next thing on that list is balancing carbohydrates with protein and fat. And um, kind of like what I just talked about, if you eat just carbohydrates – um, your, your blood sugar is more apt to be spiked depending on what kind of carbohydrates you eat. But if you eat it with protein and some fat, particularly good fat, um, that balances the uh, speed at which you can digest it and it slows it down. So you can't, 
if, if you eat protein with those carbohydrates, um, it slows down the absorption of the carbohydrate and therefore keeps that, um, that level of glucose from rising too high and, and avoiding that insulin rush. You, you ever had one of those, this, this is like a Thanksgiving meal probably day sort of feeling. Um, you eat a bunch of food, you have pie, you have ice cream, whatever. And then you, you like, you want to just curl up in a, a cocoon and take a really, really long nap. You just feel so exhausted. Yeah. That just happened like an hour ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I wish I was joking. No, I know that's, that's I, me too. Me too. But that's that insulin rush. I mean, that's what people call the insulin rush. And that's your it's a good sign that you've eaten too much sweet or, or too many carbs or it, it's the insulin response and you're, it's sort of that um, your, your body is, is getting rid of all that extra sugar and storing it as fat. You're storing fat right now, Travis. Do you know that? I know. You're making me yawn too. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. you did that. Yeah, that's the power. And I'm storing, I'm storing fat at a, at a 60 to 70 year old rate just because of my sleep pattern. So that's awesome. <laughs> it's just perfect. Yeah. Good combination. Right. So, that's right. um, it's good to, it's good to balance carbohydrate and carbohydrates and protein. In fact, um, you know, if you look at a, a, a wrapper, um, or a box for the ingredients, good thing is we have a standardized system where you can kind of see what's in things. So from a macronutrient perspective, which again is carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, if you can really, this kind of makes it easy. One, you want to keep out saturated fat as much as you can and focus on good fats, but overall fats on the lower side. But really focus on the, the grams of carbohydrate and the grams of protein. And the closer you can get it to where there's one carbohydrate per one protein or maybe two carbohydrates to one protein, um, the closer you can get it to one-to-one, -one, the easier it is for your body to keep um, in, in good working order from a metabolic perspective. Um, you know, if you look on the package and it's like six carbohydrates to one protein, it's a pretty good sign that your, your blood sugar is going to um, be spiking or not in good shape uh, depending on what you eat it with. So it's just a good indicator you can look at and actually put those... Uh, ingredient lists and, and data to use. Um, so kind of getting to your original question, Travis, about things you can eat. Um, I read some interesting information about uh, organic versus non-organic. And interestingly enough, uh, the reason to, a reason to go organic is the non-organic uh, fruits and vegetables, things like that, um, basically contain toxins and um, the, the toxins slow down your thyroid. So your thyroid plays a, a big role in your metabolism. And if, if these toxins are going to slow down the function of your thyroid, your metabolism will invariably uh, slow down as well. So not that there's not other reasons to eat organic, but I thought that was a good one if you're concerned about your metabolism. Um, you know, eating clean um, organic greens, fruits, vegetables, um, those will go a really long way, especially the, the greens, um, very high in micronutrients, those vitamins and minerals we absolutely are critical, that's critical to our everyday function in just normal life, but especially as an athlete. Uh, I've talked about that in the past a lot, but um, 
you know, eat your fruits and vegetables, eat a lot of greens, dark leafy greens, and uh, go organic whenever you can so that you can keep your metabolism booming. Nice. Um, another one from a food category perspective is calcium. And I, I, I've seen this um, commercials and things like that, but I've read in a lot of articles about how calcium can um, definitely boost your metabolism. Um, it plays a lot of roles in your body, you know, bone strength and, and things like that. But um, read some studies about uh, how three servings a day can result in an actually weight loss in and of itself. Um, so the, the, a lot of the suggestions I read was three servings per day and mainly dairy sources versus, you know, there's calcium and, and a lot of veggies and stuff. But they suggested the dairy sources were a little bit better. And then vitamin D, um, vitamin D is a little close to home for me because uh, I had a, a physical earlier in the year. It was right after winter, and I was vitamin D uh, deficient. In fact, a lot of people are vitamin D deficient right after the winter time, and um, it plays a key role, in fact, in your metabolism as well. I, so I read that one study that... Um, Somebody who had uh, deficiency versus somebody who um, was taking vitamin D or, or getting uh, ample amounts of vitamin D, something like 230 calories a day of difference in metabolism, which is huge. huge. I mean, that's like yeah. half, half, if you had 230 calories a day, that's like half a pound a week just for having ample amounts of vitamin D. Wow. So pretty critical to get that. The, the best source is the sun. Um, so don't like go out there and get burned because I said so or anything. But, um, you know, doing activity outside is a good idea because it gets you vitamin D. Um, you can also find vitamin D in, um, you know, like uh, milk. It's a lot of times it's, it's fortified. Actually, most of the time it's fortified with vitamin D. Um, and then... I'm not a huge believer in multivitamins, but especially if you're somebody that doesn't get to eat a lot um, throughout the day or d doesn't focus on fruits and veggies and stuff like that, it's not a bad idea to get that and, and get some vitamin D that way as well. All right, turn on the page here. Let's see, uh, get into your omega-3s. So um, healthy fats absolutely can help. Um, omega-3s found in tuna, salmon, some other fish. Um, they actually do a lot in reducing inflammation, they help regulate your blood sugar. Um, and studies show that people that eat uh, the right level and, um, of good fat uh, actually lose weight just by doing that. So uh, a lot of people take supplements, and that's perfectly fine if that's, you know, if you don't like fish or you can't find, um, you know, the right level of healthy fats in the food you eat, um, you could take. Uh, omega-3 capsules or whatever, but it's definitely a good reason. Uh, your metabolism is a good reason to do it, but there's lots of other reasons as well. From I'm just gonna, I was going to ask you about the supplement because no one in our household look, you know, likes fish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really hard to prepare salmon or even have tuna in the house. Um, so I did purchase a supplement and, you know, it, it's better than nothing, right? Yeah, and I, I think... You know, multivitamins, I, from what I remember in biology classes and things like that and just research, um, 
multivitamins, you know, it says, a lot of them will say 100% of your vitamin B, 100% of your vitamin C. You can't really depend, you can't eat a multivitamin and not eat the rest of the day because not every bit of that's going to be absorbed in your system. A lot of it gets wasted back into your, um, into your waste. So, um, you know, a vitamin is going to help a little bit. Whereas I think the omega-3 supplements, that sort of thing, are a lot better absorbed than, than those multivitamins. So, um, but again, it, you know, a little bit is better than none for sure, especially if you're not a fisher or nut eater. Um, so it's definitely not a bad thing to do. Um, okay, so, you know, here we are. We're not getting enough sleep. We're um, not eating well, and we're, you know, having a hard time at work, and we're stressed, right? So stress plays a huge role in, um, in, in fat gain as well and in, in reducing your metabolism. A lot of that has to do with the fact that stress increases your cortisol levels, and cortisol um, is really designed to hold on to fat. It's just kind of a byproduct of having high amounts of cortisol. So it's in our best interest in, in so many reasons, not just metabolism, but to try to reduce our stress wherever it's possible. Uh, unfortunately, there's no silver bullet to reduce your stress. Um, I find personally that when I'm able to exercise, that goes a long way in reducing my stress. But things like yoga meditation, um, deep breathing exercises. Even if, if you sit in an office and, and you are able to turn on the lights and, and take a, you know, 10 minutes of deep breathing or something that can actually improve your day quite a bit. So find what works for you to reduce that stress. So therefore you reduce the cortisol and that'll keep your metabolism um, from getting, you know, reducing. Um, you know, we all want to lose weight. Most of us do. And so the, the, the thing we generally think to do is to cut calories. Um, I already spoke to if you cut calories too dramatically or if you skip meals or whatever, your body thinks you're in famine mode. Think about it this way. One pound of fat per week is reducing your entire week's calories by 3,500 calories. That sounds like a lot, and it is a lot because that really works out to be about 500 calories per day. And so that's why you always hear people say one to two pounds per week is healthy weight loss. You can restrict your, your daily calorie intake to 500 calories or less 500 calories or 1,000 calories, and that'll get you one to two pounds per week. But any more than that, and in fact, some people that are lighter already or smaller probably shouldn't go as much as 1,000 because your body is going to feel like you're in famine and it's, it's going to basically stop you from losing that weight. So the, the takeaway here is, yes, reduce your calories. Um, don't reduce it a lot because if you do, you know, you're going to kind of go against yourself. And, and try some of these other tactics to, to help increase your metabolism versus, you know, restrict your, your calorie intake. And then, of course, adding exercise is a big benefit as well. Okay, um, we talked about muscle mass and how muscle demands, um, it burns more calories the more muscle you have. So doing some good strength training um, can also go a long way into increasing your metabolism. And the reason for that is it, your, your body has to burn more calories because it has more muscle mass. 
Um, we, we put out a podcast and a blog on some good strength training, but, you know, find the things that work for you. The bigger muscle groups burn the most, most calories. So your, your glutes, your quads, um, the bigger muscle groups are, are good focus. So doing a bunch of squats is a good idea because, you know, you use multiple muscle groups plus all those big ones. Um, so that's a good idea. Keeping hydrated is a very uh, important thing as well. So not only do you support normal body functions, um, increases your mood, your energy, uh, keeps you from feeling like you're hungry, but it also um, plays a key role in keeping your, your, your metabolism going. Um, I drank, or I, I drank, I drank an article, Travis. Yeah. How much have you been drinking tonight, Dan? That's the question. <laughs> not, en- <laughs> not enough of the right stuff, evidently. <laughs> um, I read an article where it said if you drink cold water, it actually burns uh, actually burns some calories because your, your body has to warm that up. And just the process of warming it up, um, you know, burns some calories. So, you know, if you like cold water, then you're doing the right thing, I guess. Well, you gave me that tip. Gosh, years ago, um, you know, the habit, it's easy to want to kind of get an after-dinner snack. And um, I think you've told me to, you know, sometimes you could be dehydrated from some solid workouts just to grab a glass of cold water. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how that that works when um, if you're dehydrated even slightly, your body thinks that, um, it could be hungry and, you know, just, just drink a glass of water. It's, it works wonders. Absolutely. And, and don't do what I do. I sometimes drink the glass of water and then I'm like, nope, still hungry. And I eat, yeah. you, you gotta <laughs> wait like 10 to 20 minutes. And if you, if you're, you know, if you're still hungry, you might also try and just eat like an apple or, or something less calories. Yeah. But, uh, that's absolutely true and, and important to keep that in balance all the time. Okay, so here's an interesting one. Um, chia seeds. Um, there, there's multiple sort of the gelatinous, um, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they're gelatinous in nature. If you put chia seed in water, it becomes gelatinous or like the, the aloe, aloe vera plant, sort of that gelatinous um, material. And what I've read is that, you know, so when, when your body's getting rid of toxins, toxins are, are basically stored in your fat. And so your body tries to get rid of them. You say you go to work out or you're restricting your calories, your metabolism's going. Those toxins um, basically leave your liver, I believe, in the form of like bile salts. And they go into your intestines. And essentially, if you can't get rid of those bile salts, Um, then those toxins get reabsorbed. So your body basically learns, I don't want to get rid of this. I don't want to get rid of fat because that just introduces toxins into the system. So some of these gelatinous um, plant material, chia seeds, for example, I've used several times, um, that gelatinous material actually absorbs that bile salt um, and gets the toxins out of the body in a, a way that it's safe. Um, so it's, it's not a bad idea to introduce something like chia seed into your diet for that purpose. Um, it helps basically, it it tells your body it's okay to get rid of the fat because uh, it's really getting rid of the tech, the toxins in addition to that. Um, so 
you know, what I've done in the past, a lot of times is I'll, I'll do some Greek yogurt in the morning um, with some chia seeds in it, some strawberries, um, and eat it that way. It's not too bad. It actually adds a little crunchiness to it. A lot of people will put chia seed in water and let it sit for 20 minutes or so, and then it does become that sort of gelatinous uh, material. I can't do that quite as easily. It's kind of kind of weird for me, but you know, find what works for you. Uh, maybe chia seed's not for you. Maybe um, maybe you just got to find another way to do it. But I thought I'd mention that because I, I found that interesting. Um, if you work in an office, one way to keep yourself up, you know, if we're sitting all day, uh, make sh- make set yourself an alarm or something as much as possible to get up and walk every hour. The good thing about those sort of wearable devices is. Um, and my wife has one, and it basically barks at her if she doesn't get up and do an activity. So, you know, getting one of those things isn't a bad idea. You look down at your watch, it's telling you you need to get up and walk a few steps. Um, you know, walking around for five minutes or so does wonders for your metabolism. Um, <clears throat> a couple more will be done, I promise. Um, one of the bigger ones is high-intensity interval training. So um, it, it it's basically in, increases your overall metabolism, increases your burn of calories after the workout for a longer period of time. So that's not a bad thing to do. Um, one that I like is just if you want to start simple is uh, doing fartlek training. So like a, a three two one where you do three minutes of easy, two minutes of moderate, and one uh, minute of hard. Just introducing something simple like that is an easy introduction to the high-intensity training. Um, And then one that, uh, again, if you are a tea drinker, um, there's been lots and lots of studies about green tea. Um, Green tea can actually increase your metabolism um, simply by drinking. And it takes a lot, like four to five cups a day, I think, in and of itself can lead to about one to two pounds um, every couple of weeks or something like that. So it's definitely something worth checking out, if, especially if you're a tea drinker. Um, but even if not, uh, you might give it a try. And all, they also sell those green tea uh, capsules if you want to do it that way. Um, so that's that's kind of the list. I, I could probably go a couple more, but I see we're, we're pretty close to being uh, like 38 minutes or something. Dan, you never cease to amaze me. There, there were so many tips in that podcast. <laughs> um, and you've got more. Um, so maybe, yeah. maybe in episode 34 we can do a to-be-continued on metabolism um, because I do think this is a topic that has um, kind of a lot of people's interest, you know, trying to figure that out. It's, you know, it's the flip side of the exercising part of fitness and, um, you know, any little secret or tip, um, that you can share with the listeners, I'm sure it's appreciated. I know, um, I learned a couple things and you inspired me to take my omega-3 pill before <laughs> I go to bed here. So we'll see. <laughs> and sleep, right? And sleep. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so no, great. You know, listeners, if you've got specific questions for Dan, um, you figured this out by now, by episode 33, he's, he's the brains of this organization. <laughs> and, um, he does have a passion for the science side of this. So, um, shoot us a message. And if we didn't cover it in episode 33 around metabolism, we'll talk about it in, uh, episode 34 of future podcasts. But 
Dan, thanks again for that thorough review of metabolism. I hope the listeners took away tons of tips with that. Um, and I know you've got a birthday coming up pretty soon, so mm-hmm. uh, happy birthday. And Thank you. You know, you need those 20 years, so hopefully you'll start <laughs> you start getting those at least, you know, six, seven hours of sleep, um, you know, baby steps, right? I, I'd, take, I'd like to take a giant step, actually. Yeah. Well, let's do our best tonight. We'll see if we can get you um, off here within the next couple minutes. But thanks again for putting together uh, an excellent podcast on metabolism. Um, listeners, don't forget to check out the running store. Um, as always, please continue to give us this, give us your feedback and support at RunFit365. We love hearing from you. Um, connect with us on social media. Um, we got this silly idea and started a Pinterest account. Again, um, you probably caught on to the theme. We know nothing about social media, but <laughs> we've got a Pinterest account. So uh, pin us, like us, whatever that you know stuff is. Um, you can see some of our cool Instagram photos and things like that out there. Um, what I missed, Dan? Anything? No, you thought of a lot more than I thought of. Yeah, well, you're probably tapped out after, after that metabolism talk. <laughs> I hope mine is raised after all that talking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a way to, you know, spike it. <laughs> so, well, Dan, thanks again. Um, listeners, thanks again for um, staying loyal to the RunFit365.com podcast. Um, have a great week, and until next time, happy training.